Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Centennial Podcast. And today, on this episode, we're talking about our playoff matchups and who we think are going to win each of the matchups. And uh, and then we're going to run down our top 10 lists of Sens prospects and who each of us thinks cracks the top 10 and where they uh, line up in uh, what order. Uh, so we're going to do that. And uh, before we get into that, though, I uh, just want to remind everyone that we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at each one uh, at uh, the Centennial or uh, Centennial. It's one of the two. And uh, we're also on Spotify, Apple Music, I guess under iTunes, really, and uh, the Google Play Music app. So you can find us on all three of those and on all the social medias. And uh, without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Um, So we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. And we have Philadelphia, who had a hell of a round robin, actually. If if you watch them play, they were just very, very good. Uh, And then Montreal, who upset the Pittsburgh Penguins. uh, Oh, man. What? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? As much as I don't like the Habs, I really liked the upset. I thought it was great to see how disappointed Crosby looked. I I had I got a big smile out of it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, oh my god. <laughs> in uh, in recent years, in recent years, Pittsburgh has crushed way more of my dreams than the Habs have. So I'm happy to see them lose. Yeah, and I mean, yes, Montreal beat the Sens in 2015, but we can all say that that series was fluky as One hell. One is way more raw than the other. <laughs> One yeah, one goal also was whistled early, so Pajot didn't get his goal. That was BS. And then, um, you know, Mark Stone getting the the micro fracture that became a meme afterwards. But by PK Subban in that series, that was uh, another kind of shitty moment uh, for the Sens. And I think that both those moments really contributed to the downfall. But anyway, we're talking about 2020 now, and um. Uh, I, the worst I, year in the history of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe we have to wait probably till like January or potentially later just to see Senators hockey again. It yeah. will be literally almost a full calendar year, which is insane. I. But anyway, so personally, between in this matchup, uh, Montreal, they're, they're an up and coming team. Like I know they have Carey Price in that, and Carey Price is is Carey Price. But I mean, their their real contributors now are Kod Kaniemi, uh, Suzuki. They're the ones who are, are showing up. They still have Gallagher. He's gonna need a new contract though, and um, and I, I personally think that Philadelphia is just a very good defensive team, and they're also like insanely hardworking, and they're one of those teams that you just don't want to play against. And I think Philly takes this one. Yeah, I also have Philly down to take this one. I think that uh. I think that well, uh, Carey Price is a great goalie and had an incredible series against uh, the Penguins and deserves every credit that he's getting. I think that Carter Hart is also really good and he has arguably a better team in front of him. Oh yeah, he's. I think his name is going to be uh, up there with with potentially um, some of the best goalies uh, if he can keep playing like he is. Like it's it's insane. What yeah, do you think, absolutely. other Matt? Who do you got? Who do you got winning this series, Philly or Montreal? Philly in five. <laughs> oh damn! Uh, okay, Montreal's not 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 getting far with this one. Like Philly's offense is too potent. Their defense is way way stronger than Pittsburgh's, and uh, frankly, Carter Hart is a beast. 
Um, yeah. He's are like, he's a top ten goalie in the league already. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I can't see them. I think I'm being generous giving them a game, to be honest with you. But that's Ooh. just me. Damn. Damn. Throwing shade Strong at the house. Words. Damn. I mean, sorry guys. This is how it be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Alan, what do you think? You're gonna, gonna agree with the panel here, or are you gonna go uh, off the board I, and pick? Mitchell? I guess uh, clean sweep. I'm going Philly, but I'm giving more credit to Montreal. I'm saying they're gonna do it in six games, but that's because Carey Price just mm-hmm. proved that he could. He's better than he was in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So maybe Carey Price is back. Uh, if you can't let, if you uh, stop the puck from Sid the Kid and Malkin and stuff, like you're doing something right. So yeah. I got to give them at least uh, two games there. So no, fair Still enough. Philly though. <laughs> All right, so we do a clean sweep for Philly. All right, well let's move over to the next uh, Eastern Conference matchup, and it's Tampa Bay taking on Columbus. And we all know the memes that happened last year, and. Uh, <laughs> Columbus has a different team this year. Um, they don't have Bobrovsky. They don't have Duchesne. They don't have Panarin. They don't have Dzingel. They have a lot of those guys that kind of improve their depth and their star talent no longer on the lineup. And while I think Columbus definitely pulled the upset on Toronto, I don't see them pulling an upset on Tampa Bay, especially back-to-back when they've lost some star caliber players. So I'm going to take Tampa, even though I do like Columbus. And also, side note, Columbus, we have their second round pick this year, so we want them to do badly. So that's kind of yep doesn't play into my on that series, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you, Bennett? Uh, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I'm conscious of uh picking Tampa and then being liable to get you know griefed on by people on Twitter again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, uh, like everybody did last year. Um, but uh, I think that this Tampa Bay team is essentially unchanged. If anything, they've added a little bit more grit uh, since they had last year when they kind of got bullied by Columbus. And Columbus <laughs> are, like, much worse than they were last year. Like, uh, like much worse does them a disservice. Like, they were really good against Toronto. Like, their, def- their defense and their goaltending were the best in all of, like, the play at round. Like, I'll like on the back end like they're the best team uh coming out of like the people that were on the cusp so i think yeah. it's foolish to write them off and i think it's going to be a close series but mm-hmm. i think that tampa are older and wiser and yeah. they're not gonna they're not gonna be allowed to make the same mistakes they made last year so well i think they take it i think they take it in six or seven hmm, interesting okay well said bennett well said what do you think another matt uh, I also think Tampa Bay's taking it. Um, just considering, like, I kind of looked at what Columbus did against the Leafs. Uh, it, that was a wild series, let me tell you. I watched Game 5, uh, and once I saw them score the first goal, I was like, oh, Corpy's going to lock it down, and this is going to be it. Um, I don't see that being the case in the Tampa Bay series. Uh, Tampa's offense is more potent than the Maple Leafs. They have a stronger de- decor. Um, I mean, losing Muzzin for, for Toronto was, was massive. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And finally, Vasilevsky's a better goalie than Anderson. And they had trouble scoring on Anderson. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, they had trouble putting shots on goal. Yeah. So, uh, Which seems to be uh, 
Uh, Seems to be the theme again tonight. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, yeah. They're, they're struggling with shots against Tampa Bay as well. As, as we record right now, the game is on. We're there in overtime, and I think they have like 32 shots compared to Tampa Bay's like 46. It's 43 uh, to 30 right now, yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. So um, shot suppression for, for Columbus isn't great, but uh, I, I think... Columbus does have a lot of good pieces. I am in love with Pierre Luc Dubois. That guy's amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Liam Foodie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That kid Agreed. can fly. But I I say uh, Tampa's taking it, and I think I said in six games. Okay. <clears throat> Alan, where do you weigh in on this? Sweep Columbus. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay, you dirty Tampa dog. Bay, especially missing Stamkos isn't doesn't like they seem like a regular season superstar and then they're not hard enough to play in the <laughs> playoffs mm. uh i'd uh be afraid for them if they got past columbus and then had to play a carolina or a boston who is a str- or even philadelphia like they're a stronger aggressive team where tampa bay seems to be like they can be pushed around in the playoffs yeah i i definitely columbus think though that I definitely think that Tampa is going to play this harder than their series against Columbus last year. I think that last year they may have taken uh, that series a bit for granted. And I think that 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 won't happen again this year. That's my opinion. Yeah. But we'll move on to the next series, which is the Washington Capitals and New York Islanders. Barry Trotz up against his old team. And yeah. uh, that'll be a fun one to watch, I think. I think that's um, really cool, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty cool. And okay, so this is going to be my my first hot take of today's podcast. I personally think that the Islanders will upset the Capitals. And I only think that because while I think Washington on paper is definitely the better team, I think that the New York Islanders just have just solid chemistry. And with Pajot in that lineup and Pajot's off to a hot playoff start, I I wouldn't want to be going against uh, a team that is um, being coached by Barry Trotz uh, playing some playoff hockey with a, a guy like Pajot coming alive and uh, the chemistry that team has. So I'm taking the Islanders in that series. I'm yep. going to respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I think the Islanders have, uh, during their season, were propped up by good goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, they did have a really good a uh, playoff series against uh, against Florida. I definitely thought Florida was going to take that in like four games, um, just because they they just have a better team on on paper to me. But with that said, I like I'm going to say Washington in in like five. I I don't see a lot of you know amazing things on uh, coming out of. Uh, the Islanders, aside from, you know, Matthew Barzell, he's really, really, really good. And JG Pager train is, is built for the playoffs. But I don't know, man. I just, I don't see them getting past Washington's, uh, like, gu- like big guns. That's fair. And sorry, Bennett, before uh, I pass it on to you, uh, the other thing I wanted to say about the Caps is they really struggled in the round robin, I think, too. They looked definitely like they were a bit uh, not game ready, except for their game against uh, Tampa Bay, where it was close until the end. Um, mm. So I also think that that kind of factored into my decision. But I thought they looked pretty good against Boston. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they, looked, they looked all right. I just, I don't know. They were struggling, and it didn't seem like the Washington that uh, that really went for the cup a couple of years. Yeah. So I, that's, I, that's I my idea. Yeah. That's fair. I think you have a point, but yeah. All right. Bennett, what do you think? Uh, to, uh, to go against, uh, your, uh, decree that you, yours was a hot take. I also think the Islanders are going to win. Oh, okay, cool. uh, I think, uh, I think it's going to be in like six or seven games. I think this is going to be the series in the East that goes the distance. Um, but I think that the Islanders are a deeper team and they're going to get better goaltending from, from Verlamov who had a really good, uh, play in round. And, uh, like you say, JG Pager train. He's gonna. He's good for a goal JG? every other game. A goal a game, actually. I think. I'm pretty sure. Didn't yeah. they sweep the series? And he had three goals. Uh, no, it was three. No, it was three to one. Okay. And, okay. Uh, one so, of his goals was an empty netter. Don't though. slander them, Florida Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's found a scoring touch already, and I think that uh, you know, they've there's got a lot of talent on their team. Uh, you know, they've got Jordan Eberle, they've got Matt Barzal, they've got Pajot, they've got, uh, um, oh, God, Anders Lee, I think his name is. Um, yeah, and I think they're going to get better goaltending, and not just that, but uh, Holtby, uh, Holtby's backup, uh, God, what's his name? Um, yeah, isn't he not with the team? I seem to remember no, he's not, reading it. Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix Copley is their backup, but he's... Yeah. He's a serviceable backup. Like, if he comes into a game, he's not going to let you down. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. But it's like, I mean, in the sense of, like, um, the younger guy. Uh, sorry, I, I missed you guys both. Samsonov. Spoke at the same time. Samsonov, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's touted as, like, their goalie of the future. And, like, he could, there's, there could be an argument made to start him over Holtby as, like, a proactive move rather than, like, a reactive move. Yeah. But they can't do that because yeah. he's not with the team. So yeah. I think that they're vulnerable there. I uh, just to like comment on that. I don't think um, that Holpe played that poorly in the play-in round robin. No, but... he didn't. He had a nine-two-five yeah. save percentage, which is perfectly respectable. But oh, yeah. Valamov played really well. But... <laughs> no, no, that's a very good save. In my beer league, yeah. that's that's an all-star number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I'm I saying? I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, the exactly. players, uh, players go from the beer league to the NHL. I totally forgot about that. Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, damn. Kidding, guys. <laughs> I'll make uh, it short and sweet. Tom Wilson is the best goal scorer left in the uh, <laughs> OV, Caps, and five. Okay. Ooh, okay. So we're All split right. on that one. Interesting. All right. Well, the last Eastern Conference matchup is uh, going to be Boston, Carolina. And, uh, Boston was the other team that looked a little a little slow for me uh, in the uh, round robins. So Carolina and uh, yeah, like Carolina they looked so dominant against the Rangers. Oh, I remember baby. in last week's podcast, I even said I could see Carolina just sweeping the Rangers, and they yeah. did. And uh, their defensive core is just so solid, like it's just so good. Um, and they're still young for the most part, a couple yeah. of exceptions. Uh, and I think their goal scoring up front. And uh, some of their depth players just are good at grinding it out, even if they're not putting points uh, up. And uh, they have Vinny Trocek, who I think is going to be a little underrated uh, piece for them. My so, man, uh, Vincenzo Trocek. Yep, so I have Carolina beating Boston, which, I mean, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, because Carolina is a solid team. So I'm, I know that Boston, I believe, swept Carolina the last time they played in the playoffs. Uh, but I think it's going to be different this time around. So that's, that's where I'm at. 
I like it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I also have Carolina over Boston. Um, I'd say I'd say five games. I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but I think Carolina oh, damn. have all the momentum in the world, and Boston have the exact opposite of it. I think if Boston's top line, which is like really scary, can get going, then they can definitely drag the series out. But I think Carolina's depth is better, and I just think that you know they're they're. Boston is coming up against Carolina at the absolute worst time. Like, their form is really yeah. bad, and Carolina's yeah. is really good. Like, Boston yeah. were the President's Trophy's winners, and then basically dropped down, like, as low as, like, mathematically possible after that. Love to see in, terms, <laughs> in terms of, like, their seeding. Oh, yeah, so. they were fourth in the East for their seed, so yeah. 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 Um, I, I, if... If you're uh, all finished up, Bennett, I'm yeah, going yeah. to completely agree with you. Carolina <laughs> is taking that series. Wow. Yeah, I think I said in six games. But, like, Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Sveshnikov are buttery money boys. Oh, they're they so They are disgustingly good. Um, They're going to make, uh, you know, Tuka Rask look like Tuka long time coming <laughs> rust, you know? I don't know. <laughs> God, that was really bad, but um, like, <laughs> no, I, I love just it. Think, uh, Boston's uh, top line didn't get going. They had no depth scoring and relied on goaltending, and it showed in those. Well, play-ins. they have no depth scoring. Like even during the regular exactly. season, exactly. So yeah. uh, Caroline is going to come in, and you know what? Peter Mrazek doesn't need to set the world on fire. He's just going to come in, play a calm, cool, collected game, and their defense is so good. I was looking at it today. I was like, how do they have all of these quality defensemen? Give me one of them as an Ottawa <laughs> Senators fan, you know? Uh, so, yeah, uh, Caroline. All right. Okay, Alex. boys. Yeah. Uh, hate to break it to you. You're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that you're putting down Tucker Rask. I'm taking – I thought about this long and hard. Boston in seven, it's going to be a hell of a series, but Tucker Rask is going to be the difference. Uh, oh, that yeah. top line is terrifying for one, and I oh, think yeah. they do have depth. When you have um, Victor Rask or whatever his name is on your fourth line, he's not terrible, and that's a solid fourth line still. Their defense, Charlie McAvoy, Char is still great, but I think Tucker Rask is going to be the difference maker in Game Seven. I'm calling two shutouts for Tucker Rask. Oh. Damn! Damn! Old prediction. Wow. Um, also, okay. just I don't want to burst your bubble there, but Victor Ask plays for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, he does. Uh, I think he got you. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 he's he's on Carolina. Carolina. Are you are you gonna revise your pick based on that new information? <laughs> no, I'm still going whatever team Tucker Ask is on. I think he is. I, if I had to vote on best goalie in the league, I'm picking Tucker Ask every day. I mean. Wow. I, I know that I have heard Alan say uh, Rask Matask in response <laughs> to whenever he wants uh, anything good to happen. So uh, just putting it out there. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn you, Victor Rask, for not being <laughs> this team anymore. <laughs> All right, we'll swap back over to uh, to the Western Conference here. And we got Vegas, Chicago. And um, while I think Chicago put up great series against the Oilers, I think that Vegas with Leonard and Nett, and Leonard did play in the round robin, uh, with Leonard and Nett and with Mark Stone up front, who is just a god amongst men, amongst, uh, I'd say, Sens fans' opinions anyway. He's a, he's a hell of a player. I think that Vegas takes this one. 
Um, and I, I don't quite easily. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, I don't think we need to go into it that much. Because, yeah, no, no. I mean, Alan, are you really gonna say Chicago is gonna? Yes, Alan's going to. Oh uh, no, uh, Vegas, easy. Yeah, down. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad we're all in agreement. Vegas has such a great team, and Mark Stone is like, like we have to assume he's their captain, right? Like I would think so. Yeah. It, it's going to absolutely kill me, but yes. Oh no. We can all have a good cry. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I absolutely can sit here and cry. <laughs> office restaurants for uh, all you kids up there. And uh, oh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. He's uh, uh, he, forever the one that got away. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, all right, and then we have Colorado, Arizona, and anyone who says Arizona is probably lying to themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Arizona, they have some good pieces. I mean, uh, I'm not going to totally crap on them, but but I just think Colorado is, yeah. is very good this year. So I am, uh, Yeah, I am looking at my playoff bracket, and there's a big gold A with an avalanche at the very top of it. So I think you know my pick Ooh, for this series. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I think you just have to look at how – Arizona performed against Nashville. Um, it was pretty mediocre. Uh, Darcy Kemper came in and, you know, stole them games. Whereas, like, Vegas's offense is much better than Nashville's. So, I, I, I don't see Arizona having much of a chance at all. Fair enough. And, Alan, where, where are you at? Yeah, no, Colorado <laughs> sweep. I'd also like to say I didn't mean Victor Ask. I mean Charlie Coyle, and I don't know why I messed his name up. So <laughs> Victor, no, Victor Rask never played for Boston even once. No. I was, that's yeah, why I was like, Charlie wait. And when you said I'm Victor mad. Rask, I went. I started thinking of Riley Nash because I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, okay, yeah, Riley Nash. Yeah, but then I think, he used to play there too, right? He doesn't play there I anymore either. No, no, but that's who I was thinking. So I was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was no, like, wait a second. Charlie Coyle. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Coyle. That's that BS. <laughs> that's too good to be true. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so uh, <laughs> next matchup is Dallas Calgary, which is live right now. And uh, Calgary's actually up one nothing. Um, Dylan Dubé got a goal there, assisted by Lucic. Man, he's had the solid playoffs. So yeah, I know. I just him. like it's you know, it's easy. I got yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a big Lucic fan. Ever since he uh, ran Ryan Miller, um, I thought that was like a pretty classless move. I yep. get it. he was like, oh, he was out of the paint, but it's like, yeah, man. But come on, it's like the gentleman's agreement. You don't fucking hit a goalie even if he's an open target. So, um, I'll, anyway, I'll drop you, bud. I mean, oh, Lucic, oh. come my way, you know. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> I have I had Dallas winning this one. Um, I think it'll be probably the longest series in the in the West. I yeah. think both these teams, their rosters actually match up quite well against one another. Uh, I, but I think I have Dallas winning it in the full seven. I think it'll be very tight the whole way. Yeah, I I'm gonna disagree, and I'm gonna say Calgary in seven. Um, okay, just consider. <laughs> Just considering that Dallas's offense was like nowhere to be found during the the round robin, like they just couldn't get it started, which is you know it's fine. Um, but Calgary, I I really like their offense, um, and Cam Talbot played really well. Mm-hmm. So if he's on his game and their forwards are scoring, uh, 
it's going to be an interesting series. I'm really excited for this one. Okay. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. Calgary, I'm going even bolder. I'm saying Calgary in five. I think they're the much better team here. I think they've got momentum. I think that um, I think they're a younger, faster team. And I think that Cam Talbot really stepped up in the play-in round. And yeah. if they can get solid goaltending from him again, I think uh, I think that they'll they'll push aside Dallas with without too much effort. Yeah. Fair yeah, I would put Dallas is probably the weakest team in the whole playoffs now. So I'm taking Calgary in five. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I mine was a hot take for Dallas. Damn. <laughs> At least yeah. on I this mean, panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. think I I don't think either one would really be considered an upset. Like you could say that maybe like Dallas are the more impressive team on paper, but yeah. you could also say that like Calgary have all the momentum with them. So I think you're well within your rights to pick either one. Yep. Sure it's also two nothing Calgary now. So yeah. So oh, so uh, series basically locked up, eh? Yeah, oh I think god. so. Bennett. Yeah. Firm. Yeah. Oh my god. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, and Dylan Dubé again, man. Going wow. for the Hattie, maybe? All right. Well, we'll move on to uh, St. Louis, Vancouver. And this one, I think, will be actually a fun series to watch because it's like the fast young guns versus the Stanley Cup defending champs. And I think that St. Louis will still win, but I'm very interested to see in how Vancouver can at least match up because they're obviously underdogs going into this one. Yeah. And they have an exciting team for the future, but I, I still am going to hold the opinion that St. Louis takes this one. So do I. I, I think they're going to win that uh, quite easily. Uh, Markstrom was just good in the in the round robin, whereas against St. Louis, they're going to need him to be, uh, you know, game-stealing. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Jordan Bennington said earlier this week that he should have won the Calder over Pedersen. And I was like, no, I love that. That's awesome. That's so funny. That's uh, that's some serious BDE. Yeah, it is. I love that. Like, he backed it up because he won a cup. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I love that. He put some respect on our name. <laughs> All right. So with uh, with that, um, well, I guess, sorry, I, I skipped. Alan. <laughs> I'm so Thanks, sorry, Alan. <laughs> no, but St. Louis, I think it's going to come down to gold. Uh, yeah. That's you also skipped me, I just realized. Yeah, I skipped both of you. That's why. <laughs> I just, I was like thinking about our next segment and I was already like getting into it in my mind. And then I just said that and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I skipped everybody else. I'm He's so real excited for it. So I, I am. No, nothing interesting. St. Louis he, win. Move he on. He just <laughs> wants to get his hot take out there. No, no, I, I have to be last for the Sens prospect list because mine's, mine's going to stir some people up, I think. Okay, so, uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um. All right. And then after that, after we do our prospect list, we can talk about the uh, <laughs> the Ballgate scandal <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, who who wants to kick off the prospect list then? Uh, how about other Matt? You wanna you wanna do yours, and then we can kind of go around. Yeah. Sure. Why not? All right. <laughs> so. Uh, as the resident prospect man, um, I'm a huge fan of a lot of prospects in our organization. Um, I actually recently listened to a podcast by Dauber Hockey that has Ottawa ranked second in the league uh, with their their crop of prospects. 
Um, and that's really exciting. Um, and so I'll just, I'll just jump right into it. Uh, at number 10, I have Philip Gustafson. Okay. Um, I still believe he has the highest upside of all of our goalies. Um, and I think he's going to take uh, a bigger step next year. Uh, just considering uh, that, he, like, we saw what he did in Sweden. Um, and he, you know, it's not easy to come over to North America as a goalie and figure figure out the new ice. So uh, next year is going to be important for him. At number nine, I, I have Rudolf Balsers. Um, I think Balsers still has a lot more to give if he can stay healthy. Um, we saw him contribute in the NHL when he was given the chance. And uh, I still think he, uh, we, can, we can see some good stuff from him. Um, at number eight, we have our like sort of steal of the draft from last year, uh, Shane Pinto. Uh, we got that fantastic two-way center from North Dakota. Uh, no one saw his production coming. Uh, I'm, I can't remember if he won freshman of the year or not, um, but he was amazing at the World Juniors, and we're going to see him continue to, uh, to build off of that. And number seven, uh, Lassie Thompson. Uh, admittedly, he did have a bit of an underwhelming year in pro and at the World Juniors with only three points captaining Finland, and they didn't really reach expectations. But next year, we're going to see him come over to, to Belleville, and he's already used to North American ice. So don't be surprised if he gets some NHL games. Uh, number six, Alex Fermenton. Uh, speed has been likened to McJesus, which is yeah. exciting. Um, he had an awesome year in the AHL, um, but I'm just not sure if he makes the jump next year. Now we're in the top five. Uh, at number five, JBD, Jacob Bernard Docker, uh, you know, a big right sh shot defenseman. Uh, he had a really great year at North Dakota and was huge on Canada's blue line. Um, I foresee he's going to be at North Dakota one more year, and then we'll see him in Belleville the next. At number four, Logan Brown, uh, the second most important prospect in our system. Uh, his ceiling is first line center, but can his AHL production translate to NHL production if he actually gets the chance? At number three, we have Josh Norris. What a season for Josh Norris. He showed any doubters of him that he can, in fact, produce at the pro level. Uh, turned out to be uh, the second diamond um, of the Eric Carlson trade. And uh, I just don't know if there's going to be room for him in the NHL next year. Uh, but who's to say? Uh, and now we have the top two, which I'm sure might, you know, ruffle some feathers. Uh, I have Drake Batherson at, at number two. Um, a top line winger who's scored in the NHL, has elite vision and elite hockey sense. But it's whether he can actually put it together and uh, actually, you know, make the jump and consistently produce at the NHL level. And number one for me is Eric Brandstrom. Huh. Um, yeah. In the podcast, somebody uh, mentioned that Bob McKenzie on trade day said that, like, this is an A-level prospect and should be considered in the same realm as uh, Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Sure, 
that is maybe <laughs> looking like a bit of a, a stretch. But I think Eric Brandstrom is still an A prospect. It's just those guys turned out to be A++ prospects. Um, for me, Brandstrom is the most important prospect uh, in, our, in our system. And if he hits his ceiling, we have our second number one defenseman. And he, he has elite puck movement, elite skating. Uh, it's just whether the size is, is going to uh, work out for him. So uh, let's, see, let's see how it goes. All right. Well, I think that's a fairly, I don't know. I think your list is fair. Um, I, I don't know, Bennett, maybe just if you have any like big differences, just list your big differences and, and we'll kind of see how we all stack up compared to one another. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I will preface mine with, uh, unlike other Matt, I'm not a prospector. Uh, my <laughs> knowledge of prospects is gleaned from like five minute YouTube highlight videos and <laughs> occasionally hitting refresh on the AHL stats website. Uh, so take this with a bottle of salt. Uh, but that being said, um, starting from 10 and up, and yeah, I'm going to go a little bit faster because Matt's talked about a lot of the points here. Uh, Tenev, uh, RTM Zub, I think is a really interesting addition. Uh, shows some intent from Doyon that they see, uh, see defense as an area that needs some strengthening, uh, which I think we can all agree with. And uh, be interesting to see how, if he fits into the sense plans this coming year. Uh, number nine, Philip Gustafson. I think, like you say, I've always understood him to be kind of like the goalie of the future for the Sens. And while Joey Decord kind of outplayed him in the AHL this year, I think that he has yeah. a high ceiling. And it'd be really interesting to see how uh, how much he goes to reaching that in the next season or two. Uh, number eight, I have Lassie Thompson. Again, D, uh, hopefully... When he comes over to North America, we'll have a better idea of what we might have in him. But I think, uh, you know, we're, we're we're expecting a lot of our defensive prospects. I think we're hoping that they can plug a lot of different holes, and so I think that they're probably uh, they're going to be a, a big part of the sense plans in the next couple of seasons. Uh, number seven, I have Logan Brown. Um, I I have to disagree a little bit with Matt that he's the second most important prospect. Uh, I just think that at this point, you know, Josh Norris has played his way ahead of him in the power rankings. And, you know, we're almost certainly going to draft a center this summer who, or this fall, I suppose, when the draft actually happens. Uh, like, we're almost certainly going to draft an, another potential number one center who will simultaneously take the pressure off of Logan Brown of reaching that, but who will also probably just take that position from Logan Brown. Like, if we draft Quinton Byfield, I mean, Norris shift down, shifts down the ranking, Logan Brown shifts down the ranking, Colin White shifts... Like, it changes the whole thing, and yeah, I think... Exactly. That, yeah. Um, so, who knows? Um, okay, and then uh, Formington at six. Yeah, I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Um, <laughs> not much else to say there. Uh, go fast. Uh, number five, JBD. Again... Defense is going to be huge. Our defense is a tire fire when Shabbat is not on the ice. And uh, we really need these defenders to pan out. Um, for Josh Norris, incredible year. Rookie of the year in the AHL. Um, right now, on current form, our best center prospect, uh, you know, post the shortened season, but pre-draft. So that's worth saying something. 
Uh, three, I have Joey Decord. I think uh, the absolute one thing wow. that uh, you need to be a cup contender is good goaltending. And right now, we have a lot of good goalie prospects. Um, you know, I don't know the extent to which you consider Hogberg a prospect still. I mean, he's done it in the, in the NHL. But, uh, you know, I think Joey Decord right now is the guy that's going to be waiting in the wings. Uh, you know, the kind of number three in the depth chart, if you will, behind uh, Hogberg and Nilsson. And, uh, you know, one of those guys is going to have to be the goalie of the future, maybe even Gustafsson as well. You know, in five seasons, who's going to be in the net? When we're pushing for playoff spots and stuff, kind of hard to say at this point, but I think Joey Decord is going to be in that mix. And then 2-1 is, yeah, same as Matt, uh, Batherson, Brandstrom. I think there's so much riding on Eric Brandstrom and Drake Batherson. Right now, we have, we need scoring wingers and we need other capable puck moving defensemen. And these guys absolutely have to pan out. There's so much riding on them. Like Josh Norris was a freebie, like came in that Carlson trade and has just surprised everybody with how good he's been. But we absolutely need Batherson and Brandstrom to pan out. And uh, I hope they do, and I think that they will. But uh, they're they're the most important prospects in our system. All right. Well, I'll try and keep mine short and sweet. Uh, I have actually, like, oh, you guys are gonna hate me. I actually barely have Lassie Thompson on my list. Like, I, I, I'm Alan's gonna hate me. Lassie Thompson is like maybe tenth for me, but he's like just edged out by Philip Gustafson. I, I still have hope in my in my heart that Philip Gustafson Gustafson becomes a serviceable and even a, a starter quality goalie in the NHL. I think he's had a rough couple of seasons in the AHL, but I, I'm really hoping that he he can rebound and come back. Uh, I have Vitaly Abramov at nine. I think that he had a very underrated AHL season, and I'd love to see the Sens add a guy um, who can score but is more of like a playmaker to the I team. I really and like he, that pick, by the way. Thank you. I love I Abramov. <laughs> uh, at eight, I have Formington. Um, I think Formington is quite quite a good prospect. Um, I know, la- was it last week I, or two weeks ago, I think maybe, I suggested the Sens could uh, uh, package him in. Um, to a Bester deal, and I'm sure that got hate. But um, I don't think he's a bad prospect. He is good. I just have him at eight because there's other guys I like more. Joey Decord at number seven for me because I think he had a great AHL season, and I'm just expecting even more from him. Uh, at six, I have Jake Bernard Docker. I think it's already been said, good two-way guy. The Sens need those right-handed shots, and I could see him definitely pushing for a spot in the next couple of seasons. Five... <laughs> You guys may think this is a Give little it to me. <laughs> I have Shane Pinto at number five. Now, that may be pretty high for some people. The reason why I like Shane Pinto so much, and I wasn't fond of the pick last year. The reason why I like Shane Pinto so much now is he's 6'3". He's 19. He's a right-handed center. He had 28 points in 33 college games last year. That is very good. Almost 20 per game in his first season in college, and 16 of those 28 points were goals. He's finding the net. Then he went to the World Juniors and showed against the other top prospects from all countries that he was that good center still and scored uh, four goals, three assists, seven points in five games of the World Juniors. Um, he's a guy who, if he could fill out his frame, he can be quite a good center. And I, I really have high hopes for Shane Pinto. So that's I did not three. know he was 6'3". I'm in shock. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I when I was looking him up, um, I expected it to be like five nine, five ten. Yeah, he, so he's did I. he's wow. just he's a small guy. He needs to fill out, but I have high hopes for him. Uh, four on my list is Logan Brown. I think everyone kind of knows he's boomer bust, right? 
you either get the Logan Brown who's going to come out and look like he's a very flash player or the Logan Brown who we don't know, right? So I'm hoping that he can still try and pan out, but we'll see. Three, Josh Norris. I think Josh Norris has really shown how big of a piece he was in that Carlson trade. And uh, yeah, I'm just, who knows? Um, I'm, I'm expecting big things from him. Uh, I have Brandstrom at number two. I think Brandstrom is um, a defenseman who, when he came back from the AHL last season, he showed what he was capable of. And he was a flashy player. He, he didn't uh, reflect it on the, sport, uh, the scoreboard too much, but he definitely, I think, deserves some love. And number one, I have The Bath. I just think Drake Batherson could be an electrifying scoring uh, right wing for our team. And uh, that's that's my list. So uh, bath, time. bath time in Ottawa, I'm, I'm hoping for. Ottawa needs yeah. a good old bath. I like it. <laughs> so that's where I'm going. And uh, and yeah, so I think that Shane Pinto one may be a little high for some people. I just, I don't know. I expect good things from him. And, um, and yeah, so that's why he was high on my list. No, I... I... I don't think uh, Shane Pinto at five is really like I personally, I think uh, the three of Lassie Pinto and Fermentin can be interchangeable. Um, as I said, I really like the Abramoff pick because he's kind of my guilty pleasure prospect. Um, <laughs> he's very boomer bust, but you have to respect the pro numbers he put up and he's fast. He's skilled. Uh, and I, I, yeah, but I think there is an understanding that the guys we draft at, uh, three and five are going to, uh, probably knock off Branstrom and Batherson for the top prospects. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I, well, I think if we draft a potential number one center, then, <laughs> yeah. ab- then absolutely. Like if we yeah. get. Uh, if we get you know Stutzler, Stutzler and or Byfield, well not and or uh, Stutzler or Byfield <laughs> at three, and then or you know barring that, if we have to take someone like Rossi or Perfetti, then it's like any of those guys would yeah. immediately just like change the look of our center depth chart, like yeah, massively. Definitely. And for the better, I as I said, I did not realize Pinto was six three. That's a big frame, and he plays fast. I yeah. re- I really like that about him. So. Yeah. Uh, wow. And uh, we'll go into our last topic that we have today, which is the ball gate I was talking about earlier. Ball gate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that uh, the Rangers ball dropped, picked up. They win. What do you guys think? Conspiracy in the NHL? Uh, dude, I like. I was so happy that it was the Rangers. My God, could you imagine if it had been like Toronto or like? slightly less bad like pittsburgh or edmonton like i was seriously i hate toronto more than anything and (laughs) i was scared to root for columbus like i was paralyzed with fear that toronto would crash out and then get lafreniere like like as far as i'm (laughs) concerned like we just dodged a bullet like i don't care about the rangers at all but it would have been really bad if Lafreniere, yeah. if Lafreniere no, no. had gone to Toronto. Like, oh my God, they would have been flipping insufferable. Honestly, yeah. I'm just glad that he didn't go to uh, the Atlantic. And I, I wish, this is maybe coming off as weird because Edmonton's had so many first overall picks. I almost wish, wish that they would be getting the first overall pick because I want to see Lafreniere play with McDavid. Uh, I don't know. I think that would be yeah. such a cool matchup. But and now, I, and they're out the west. Advantage. So, 
Yeah. Oh my he god. Does get to, like, he does get to play with Zibanejad, and that's very cool. But McDavid doesn't have like he plays with Drysaddle because they don't have anybody for him to play with. Like yeah. okay, Cassian, but haha, like you know what I mean, right? I so so uh, anyway, but I think that the Rangers was was a decent outcome for the Sens, and uh, if they do have to face the Rangers, because I know the Rangers are rebuilding as well, so if they end up facing each other in like a second round, third round matchup, um, I think it'll it'll be uh, interesting. But um, I'm I think it's a definitely a better outcome than what it could have been, right? <laughs> also, just saying, like this is their top line: Zabanajad, Panarin. Lafreniere. <laughs> yeah, like that's the ra- the Rangers are out. The Rangers are out here, you know, being like, "Oh, we're rebuilding," and just like just gathering like incredible player after incredible player. Yeah, well, they They're like, "Whoa, the, why the is this so? Twice. Why is it so hard?" I don't know. Like other teams can't seem to rebuild effectively. It's like yeah. they have just like fucking like graced themselves into the easiest rebuild of all time. <laughs> it just seems a little odd that it is like the highest or uh, the highest valued franchise in the NHL just winning but it 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 is you know it's like when Patrick Ewing went to the the Knicks like like everybody thought it was totally rigged but i don't know i i just don't think the NHL cares that much to do it especially considering all the good things that the NHL or the the Rangers have coming to them yeah fair enough yeah, but you do what? You guys think Lafreniere will replace Bunevich on that that Zabanja line? Come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah, that uh, that top line is gonna be scary. That's for sure. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to interject. Who's uh, is everybody still sold on who they picked for fifth overall? Oh uh, yeah, because no. we were talking about I'm, that in the Facebook know, chat man. a bit. I'm all scattered <laughs> on that. I don't even know at this point. I would love. I would love to see uh, Byfield Raymond still, but if yeah. somehow Ottawa ends up with Drysdale, I'm not complaining. I just, yeah. uh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm much of the same mind as Matt. I mean, like Byfield Raymond or Stutzler Raymond. If, if I mean, we're all still kind of working under the assumption that uh, LA takes Stutzler at two, but yeah. uh, you know, either <laughs> Byfield or Stutzler at three, and then I like, I want to say Raymond, but also part of me just like watching watching teams like Columbus and Carolina ride their, like, incredible back ends to just, like, you know, uh, just do so well in the playoffs. It just makes me think, like, man, the safe pick is kind of Drysdale. Or is it Sanderson? Is he the safer pick? Oh, no. no, Please don't. Don't start with this. Yeah. Uh, I I think think if if Pierre Dorian picks Drysdale, I wouldn't be mad. And I think it would also say something significant about all the defensive prospects that we have right now, i.e. that he does not want to bet the farm on them. Yeah, I I think if he does select Drysdale, which, I mean, this would be majorly reading into it, but if he does select Drysdale, um, is did he sort of lose faith in Eric Brandstrom becoming that that top defenseman? Well, I think they play on different sides, don't they? Well, Brandstrom is technically a left-hand defenseman. Well, he is a left-hand defenseman, but uh, and technically he's lifted as the a left side defenseman. But he said he does actually like playing on the right side. So, I mean, he's kind of like Hainsey in that sense, right? Hainsey likes playing on the opposite side. 
So, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him play on the right side, but if uh, our depth is better on the right side, then put him on the left. I mean, yeah. I, I, love how, I love how we went from talking about Ballgate to now talking about guys. It's still an interesting conversation to have because people change their opinions data or like, like oh, yeah. week to week. Like, oh, for sure. I still love Marco Rossi and I would love to see the Sens pick Marco Rossi at five. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Like, things are crazy. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Unless, Alan, you have any words you want to add about uh, Ballgate, <laughs> the whole controversy? No, it's all, brother. All right. Well, on that note, earlier I mentioned our social medias and all that, where you can find the podcast. So, again, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Sunstennial, on Facebook at The Sunstennial. And uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music. So, uh, yeah. Um, and thank you to all the people who have been following lately. Um, it's been really cool to see uh, to see our followers going up and, um, and our listens and everything. So, um, yeah, thank you so much to everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye-bye now.